Hey nerds, this is Kushbu Aneja and welcome to my podcast The Little Lady where we talk about books. Today I have some good news for you but I'm not going to tell you right now. I'll talk about it in the end. I am talking about a book today. It's called Latitudes of Longing by Shivangi Saroop and the book came out in July 2018 by Harper Collins. It has won many awards. I'll give you a little background about the author. She is currently living in Mumbai and she won a fellowship for creative writing and she's an award-winning journalist. She has traveled to and lived in all the places in which latitudes of longing is set. She's working as a teacher and undercover reporter which is as awesome as it sounds. and she has been long listed for dublin literary award 2020 a finalist for the jcb literary prize and winner of the tata lit live best first book award yeah so this is her first book and this information has nothing to do with you so if you have heard about this book before then congratulations you're doing great if you haven't then you can thank me later Now the question is why am I talking about this book? Well, when I was writing the script on Friday, it's when I write the content for the podcast. I thought which book do you want to talk about? Which is that one book that you want people to know and read? And though there are a lot of books that I've read and I want other people to read, but this book came to my mind immediately. like i want a lot of people to read it because they don't know about it and it's so beautiful well that's not the only reason we have here latitudes of longing is beautifully written in lush lyrical prose reading it made me feel like i'm in the middle of the ocean utterly alone yet content and safe it carried me with the comfort you feel in a mother's lap made me lust for it like my lover's lips and left me on the top of the mountain as if i were meditating too many metaphors right but it makes me think that maybe i'm a bad reviewer no no maybe i'm just a bad critic like i hardly lie unlike any books no actually that's not true either because the book i'm reading right now i'm not a big fan and that's why it's been more than a week that i haven't finished it I'm reading Unravel the Dusk and I was hoping to be hoping it for to be a great fantasy but it just didn't justify to whatever I thought it would be not up to my expectations I'll finish it but yeah it means that I'm not a bad critic or a bad reviewer it's just that I am open to books and this one is totally awesome and you have to trust me I'll give you the review also But before I give you the review or review of this book I have a surprise for you. In the end of this podcast a friend of mine is going to read a few lines from this book. I wanted you to get a feeling of what this book is really like so I thought I'll include this in this podcast and yeah so listen till the end because his voice is really nice very deep and goes very well with the lyrical prose that Shivangi Saroop has written. Let's get down to business though. So Latitudes of Longing weaves multiple lives together and leaves you feeling amazed. 
This book is written in good old way. There are no tricks, no mystery, no drama, and still all of it together. Like what I mean to say is, sometimes when you read a book, it starts from the middle of the scene, like something has gone wrong, and the protagonist is trying to save, or you know, there is some sort of a problem, something blows up, and you know, it starts in the middle. But this book is that old-fashioned once upon a time, right? You'll know that from the first line of the book itself. It tells you that you need to pay attention. The first line of the book is: "Silence on a tropical island is the relentless sound of water." Listen to it again. Silence on a tropical island is the relentless sound of water. She's comparing silence to the sound of water. Relentless sound of water. I'm blown away already. Yeah, so the author has divided the book into four parts, which make a full circle in the end. It's hard to guess how it will all connect, but it does. You don't have to chase the story, for it comes to you easily and provides you the comfort to sort through the narrative and do it in your own sweet time. You don't have to wonder what's going to happen next, if this person is going to live or die. Or how's the story flowing? Because there's a story inside of a story inside of a story, and you're just lost, and you don't know how it's all gonna connect. You don't have to chase anything. The story, the narrative, it's all coming to you slowly, and you don't feel like in a rush. But you don't feel like leaving the book either. You just want to keep continue reading it, and it's very soothing effect. That's what I felt. Okay. So the description leaves you less to imagination and has you dreaming about tropical forest of Andaman, and then there's Burma and valleys. It's just so beautiful. The whole time I was reading it, I felt like I was the one traveling across lands. So I can say about this about very few books, like the one I'm reading right now, Unravel the Dusk, and the one I read, Spin the Dawn. It also talks about few journeys that the protagonist has to make to get to some things that you will know about if you read the blurb. But it didn't feel real. I didn't feel like I was traveling with her, even if she was in a desert or climbing the mountains. It didn't feel like a big deal to me. But this one, this one, this one make will make you feel like you're in the mountains. You're on an island. You are actually the one on the beach, or on the ship, or just you know, discovering those narrow streets in Burma. Trust me on that. So Chanda Devi, she sweeps you off your feet and lands you carefully in the lap of Mary, letting you flow with Thapa and rest in the snow desert with Apo. The first part islands, we get a glimpse. In the life of Girija Prasad, who is an Oxford-educated officer at Indian Forest Service of the newly independent India, and his wife Chanda Devi, who can talk to trees, ghosts, and the life around her. So, when the story starts, you see, you get a glimpse into the life of newly weds and how they slowly start falling for each other. There are blushes. They're doing these small gestures. And the whole time I was reading is I was blushing because it's just so cute. And Girija Prasad takes Chanda on trips around the island with her and also the readers. Obviously, the description is mesmerizing. 
this history of the islands, the tribes and some supernaturals who are bound to their habits even after death. It's all so disconnected that you feel connected deep within. I mean, so there are ghosts which are on the island because Chanda Devi and Girija Prasad live in this big bungalow on the island which belonged to some officer, British officer during the war, I guess. And there are ghost people who died there and how they're still stuck there. So she says this one line, like, people don't get stuck. People, not people, actually. Souls don't get stuck where they die, but they get stuck at the place where they were the happiest. And I was like, oh my God, this this is like, wow. So yeah that's the how that's how the story goes the whole thing every line is a prose so chanda devi leaves a daughter behind with a karen girl her name is mary and she's the one who looks after the daughter of chanda devi and girija prasad but when a word arrives for mary from burma about her son her son is plato whom she had to abandon she sails to home and to see her son that she has never known so that's how we shift from one story to another. The story was about Girija Prasad and Chanda Devi and then Chanda Devi leaves a daughter and the one taking care after the daughter is Mary and then we go to Mary's homeland Burma and see her story. So the next part of the story is called Fault Line where we meet Plato and hear the story of Mary. Mary meets Thapa, a Nepali smuggler who's also Plato's friend who keeps Mary company while she waits for her son. Mary tugs at your heart and takes you on a roller coaster ride and Plato force is forced to live in solitary confinement. He's dreaming about a life that could happen if he wasn't abandoned and it's just so overwhelming. The story here gets a little political. I guess there was some sort of civil unrest in Burma. So that's how Plato got into the prison. He talks about that a lot. And for a moment, you feel like author has lost direction, but she guides you right back to it with Thapa. After Mary, we see Thapa's story. We learn why Thapa is the way he is. He meets a bar dancer, Bebo who's young enough to be his daughter. Somehow he gives her hope and start on his journey to India after meeting Plato. On his way, he's cheated by some novices and he lands in the valley that belongs neither to India nor to Pakistan. I guess this was one of the most exciting parts. Harry stays with Apo, the eldest in the valley. In the snow desert, we learn the secrets of Drakpo tribe that survives in a valley inhabitable for humans. So do you remember I just mentioned that the author has traveled to all the places she has mentioned in the book as a teacher or undercover agent, or uh, not agent, undercover journalist. So I am imagining that there is a place which doesn't belong neither to India or to Pakistan. And there is a tribe called Dragpo tribe. I should have researched more about this, but I didn't. So Apo ends up falling for Ghazla, a Kashmiri widow living with her grandson. So it's just so new seeing their culture and how they live, how what are the opportunities and how they make food or arrange for things because they don't fall 
in either of the country and it's just uh oh, snowy mountains and it's so hard there but it's just so mesmerizing too and the cultures oh my god yeah you can see how much i loved it so the book feels heavy at times and too much to take in but at the same time it makes you wonder how can anyone craft such a narrative and put it all together but don't let the heavy vocabulary bring you down there are a few words you might not understand but take your time because it's totally totally worth it when i say it i really mean it i do talk about a lot of books but yeah i am really actually glad that i read this book and uh, i don't own the copy of this book because i got this from harper collins and i had to leave it in the office it didn't belong to me but i thought i would buy myself this book again because this deserves a space on my shelf i ordered it actually it is about the hard cover is for 599 bucks but then i cancelled it because i was feeling guilty like khushboo beta why are you spending 600 bucks on a book that you already read you could buy some new book and a new story you can just dive into but i really wanted this book so i found a roundabout kind of a trick to do i ordered this book for a friend on a condition that when this friend reads this book he's going to give it back to me yeah so i'll make sure that the book i own is read by somebody and then it gets space on my shelf i think i'm going to make even my sister read this book and once i have it once my sister and this friend has read the book i'm open to lend this book to anyone you know you can just pay for the courier charges and i'll send you the book because i want more and more people to read this that's that 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 is how much i like this book so you should totally give it a try and like i said you can thank me later but here i have my friend sagar who's reading the first page of the book and yeah he's giving you a glimpse of the wonderful thing that you can dive into here it goes silence on tropical island is the relentless sound of water the waves like the sound of your own breathing never leave you for a fortnight now the gurgle and thunder of clouds has drowned out the waves rains drum on the roofs and skid over the edges losing themselves in splashes simmer whip thrum and slip the sun is dead they tell you seated in the sound is an elemental silence the quietness of mist and stillness of the ice the newly married girija prasad and chanda devi have resigned to their fate strangers in a bedroom damp with desire and flooded with incipient dreams and girija prasad dreams furiously these days for the rains are conducive to fantasies and unscientific truths one night when the downpour suddenly stops it wakes him up his ear had adjusted to the tropical cacophony like a spouse to a snoring partner rising from a wet dream he wonders what happened who left the room he peeps down from his queen sized bed to chanda devi's rustic mattress on the floor where she sleeps facing the open window instead of him thank you sagar for reading this on such a short notice you're like a life savior and i really like your voice so i'm going to invite you more often on my podcast and make you read things like that 
I hope that's okay. Yeah, so the good news I wanted to tell you or share with you is that I have taken admission in MA English. I have a postgraduate degree already and I am an editor already. I don't really need this degree per se for my career sake, but I just wanted to be the best of in what I do. So I'm an already an editor. I edit books, I read books. But I think I don't have that literary or literature car- uh, background. I don't know more about books and how it started and all the, you know, I just thought that something's been missing. And if I do this course, then I'll be the best in the industry because I already have the experience and everything. So yeah, I've taken admission in MA English and I'm going to read more of classics, I guess. And it's a good news for you all because I'll just be open to more genres now, I guess. Because right now I just read historical fiction, YA fantasy and some sort of fiction and romance and thrillers. But I guess now I'll be reading more classics I'll know more about books and I'll share it all with you. Yeah, I'm very excited. I guess I should be right. I'm excited to be a student who knows what to learn, like to be in a classroom with like-minded people and to know exactly what I want from this course and why am I here? Because when we start in graduation, we're just always, we don't even know why we're doing it. Graduation is something like, you know, very random. We still don't know who we want to be or what we want to be. And in post-graduation, you're worried about your career, getting a job, earning money and starting this adult life, you know, being independent. So now I'm all of that. I am an independent person. I am an adult. I earn money. I know what I want to do. I have my career already with me. And now I'm just doing this course for the sake of learning and being better in literature as a person, as an editor, and as a writer. So, yeah, that's why I'm very excited about it. Okay, yeah, so that's it. If you are listening to this on Spotify, then make sure you subscribe to this. If you're listening on iTunes, then please leave a review and I'll check it out. Okay, bye.